So this is it, D-Day, as in Design Day, the moment of truth. I think the proper name for all this is The Reveal. Today, Tano is going to present to me the first blueprint for my yacht, a yacht built entirely to my own specifications and desires. I don't know how big it's going to be, or how many decks, or even how fast it can travel. I actually have no idea what to expect. But what I do know is that Tano has invited me to join him aboard a small yacht called Amerland. None of this 100-meter floating village stuff, but a clean, bold retro cruiser from the Fedship Heritage Fleet. We agreed to meet at a yacht club not far from Fedship's cockyard, the place where this journey all began. Okay, so he's got to be around here somewhere. See a lot of boats. Um, I think I'd recognize a fed ship by now, but <laughs> I don't see one. He says something about a, a shed, so this is the third one we're entering. Maybe it's in here. Yeah. Ah, uh, hey, this is now a ship. This is a good one. This one's the nicest one yet. Tano, hey, is this your boat? Unfortunately not, John. <laughs> you said you were going to take me out on a little boat. This isn't a little boat. What do you think? It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. And know what? I think I recognize it as a fed ship as well. I think I've come a long way. I, I, I saw it and I knew this, is, this, is, this must be the boat. Fantastic. Well, you're doing a great job on that, indeed. Yeah. Well, this is Arthur. Hi. Well, it's an honor for me to have you on board, and I, uh, I understand you're busy with the design. Yeah. What are, we, what are we on? I mean, this is a serious... What are we, what are we talking? Like... Like 12 meters, 15 meters? 16. 16, sorry. I should always overestimate, right? And not uh, it depends. When you're in the, in the bar, it's 18. And then when you're going to the marina, it's 12. It's cheaper. <laughs> okay. But uh, no, it's an it's a early 60s Van Lent built motor yacht, gentleman's motor yacht. And it's a steel hull. And it has a teak wood superstructure and teak decks on frames. So it's... Uh, you have to be a, a total lunatic to own something like this because it's a, it's a hell of a maintenance. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's only thumbs up when you sail around uh, by other people. So that's good. Uh, we're, we're too late to Tano. I, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear about this earlier. I may have wanted something more gentlemanly on my yacht. I, I think you will be okay, John. Okay. Yes, yeah. It will be an awesome yacht. Really. Okay. I will show you the pictures. Well, later. we are in good hands with Tano. By this point, I've seen a lot of fed ships. I've even stepped onto a few. But this is my first time actually sailing on a fed ship. And that's thanks to Arthur von Berger Hennechauer. Arthur has a long history with the fed ship brand. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But for now, what's important is that this fed ship is his. And for the next three hours, we're going to cruise through one of Holland's most beautiful lake districts. The water is smooth. There's a little bit of wind, but the sun is shining. And most important, Tano's got my blueprint. Something tells me this is going to be a beautiful day. Friends, we've reached the end of our journey. Welcome to episode seven of Fedship Uncovered, The Reveal. So, of course, I've seen a lot of things and been places. And all the time, I look back to our first meeting and I was always thinking, did I, did I do too much research? Did I bring too much information? Did I maybe take a little bit of the, the, 
the creativity that I push you in a certain direction too much. I, I don't know. Well, don't worry. I think designers are the guys that always want to push you to the limit. And even with the information that you give us, I think we always make something that we think is better. So we always advise. Um, no, I think you did a great job. It was lovely to see everything that you uh, brought in. The, the stack of books was amazing, really inspiring. Uh, yeah, fantastic. And I kept calling you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at first I felt guilty about it, but then I thought this is just part of the process. I, I told so you I'm don't like, worry. I know, but you guys never say no, and you never say don't worry. So, I, of course, I worry. Um, I think the most important thing of the design is that we both know what's going on and that we've got the same expectations on both sides. Uh, so we don't waste time. Yeah. Well, I, as you see, I, I dress for the occasion. Absolutely. I wore my most retro, brightest, citrusy, California desert citrusy yellow. You look great. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing my best to fit the, fit the part here. I see you carried a little case with you. I've been eyeing your case. I have to admit, I feel like we've had a little bit of connection because even the pencil you use is the pencil I use. That's my favorite pencil. <laughs> it's a very nice pencil. Did you draw it with that? Did Absolutely. You? Yeah, oh, yeah. There yeah. we go. Back to Arthur for a sec. As I've learned, it's good to know a thing or two about your captain before you take off. It turns out, he is infinitely connected with the brand. So if anybody can tell me about the Fedship experience, it's Arthur. So I circle back around to one of my favorite subjects, the owners. So I ask him, how did he become one? Well, in my case, it's, it's actually quite simple because I'm uh, a relative of the Van Lent family. So um, when I was a child, uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time at the shipyard. Uh, my mom, uh, she was born as Mrs. Van Lent until she married my father. Uh, my father and my mother were both uh, very much yachting enthusiasts. So we were, the whole summer, we were here at the island with our own little boat. And of course, can you imagine a better uh, playground for a child than a shipyard? I'm, I'm actually amazed that I got all my fingers still. Because, you know, in those days <laughs> with the big cutting machines and everything. So, and my two uncles who were running the shipyard in, the, in, the, in those years, uh, Theo and uh, Jan, one of them was also uh, a big enthusiast and he owned a sister ship of this one. I sailed with him a couple of times to Scandinavia on, on their boat and I've been playing around with electronics that became my... Uh, my my uh, later business as well uh, on his boat um, as, as a younger youngster so when I could afford a boat like this then I wanted to have that boat yeah. unfortunately that was sold to a Scottish owner who knew my family tie with the shipyard and thought that he could retire from selling me the boat for a way too high price <laughs> so I kept on searching <laughs> And I found this one in Germany. Uh, eventually, I bought that. So that's why I own this little Fetcher. So I've been on a, a lot of yachts. This is the first time I'm actually on a moving yacht out on the open water. Um, this is a completely different experience from the yachts I've seen. The yachts I've seen have been, I think at max, I saw a 94 meter. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of uh, 50, 60 plusers. Um, 
Is there, I mean, this is a, it's, it's the same company, but it feels like a completely different yacht and a completely different type of yachting experience. It certainly is. Of course, you know, most of the, the present clients, if you like, would see this as a day boat. I, I totally can get the, the, the 60, 80, 100 meters as well. Uh, what I don't understand is that they all go to the same places that, you know, I actually wouldn't go. But we have clients, you know, exploring the Arctics, for instance. And, and then, of course, you know, if you do that with a 100 meter plus boat, wow. Yeah, so while I, while I have you, <laughs> where should I go? Don't go to the places that the brokers want you to go. So the rest of the world will be fine. Where, so you're speaking a foreign language for me. Where do the brokers want me to go? Uh, you know, to, 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 to the, the, the Mediterranean, South France coast, to, to the Almavi coast, you know, uh, Circle, uh, Mallorca, Circle, Sardinia. Don't go there. Okay, well, I'm a guest on your yacht, and let's just assume I'm going to build my yacht. Where, where are we going? Where do you want to go? How big is the yacht going to be? I don't know yet. Yatano has yet to reveal <laughs> this to me, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be bigger than I think it's supposed to be because I kept adding things along the way. Yeah, I was so fortunate to be invited uh, on a client's yacht once in Alaska. You know, stunning. Um, of course, you know, if, if you like diving or like surfing, you should find the places uh, where, where, where you can have good surfing or good diving. And the FedShip experience, again, it's something people keep talking about. And it seems to me, if I, as I see you casually leaning back on your captain's chair and cruising kind of hyper-casually through the, this lake district, what is the FedShip experience? I mean, now that I'm on a yacht, I, I get a little bit of a feeling of what it is. But For me, personally, it's really, you know, be free, cocooning, uh, just to be together with the ones that you want to be around you. Uh, you know, like you're, nobody will, will get to you unless you let them. So, you know, you're on a little island and, and you can move the island. So if there's too much other people around you you don't want, you move. And, and that's, that's what I like about boating. And I would like to do that without the fumes, without the vibrations, without the smells, with everything. And that's why I like a fetch ship. So the perfect build, the perfect yacht is a yacht that doesn't stand between you and everything around you. Yeah, it should be a, it should be a platform to enjoy. Okay, enough small talk. Even as we sail through this quintessentially Dutch landscape, eating sandwiches and chatting casually, I continue to eye Tano's briefcase. We are here, after all, for the reveal, to see those first contours of my yacht, in Arthur's words, my platform to enjoy. Okay, Tano, it's time. Let's go. I think we should go. probably go downstairs. Did you bring papers with you? Is it yeah, uh, yeah, it's good to go inside. It's, they're going to fly It's windy on the deck. Okay, well, let's go downstairs then. I want to see downstairs anyway, so this is cool. We descend a small staircase and enter a low-ceilinged and perfectly proportioned living room with mahogany ceilings and walls. We take a seat on a low-slung couch. Through the windows, tall reeds along the shore wave in the wind as we pass them by. This, I mean, I know it's a small fetch, but it's still bigger than my living room. First to, first to look at your notebook, what is that on the front? Carte blanche. Carte blanche, it's all about that. 
That's what we started with. Yeah. Nothing on paper, just your thoughts in your mind. Very good. Feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it's, it does actually does feel like I've been doing this for for many, many months. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, oh, wow. just because I'm back to where we started, which was just you and I sitting down and just talking. Yeah. And since then, I'm looking at your drawings and I'm looking at everything and I'm like, yeah, I, kn I know so much more now than I did. I was, su I was such a, a newbie. <laughs> which is great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even find myself looking at boats on the water and just kind of more attracted to, yeah, I just didn't really notice them all that much. Yeah. But now every time I cycle by Fed ship in Amsterdam, I'm looking, I'm looking what yachts are there now, and I can kind of measure roughly how big they are. Well, that's maybe a 50 meter. That's maybe 75. Um, so I'm excited. Well, well, I am excited. I'm more excited than I thought I'd be. Welcome so. to the team then, because okay. uh, I think all, all you in Fedship have the same feeling on it. Yeah. Well, let's j briefly go through this. And yeah. this is something that we do in our design team uh, more often, like just trying to find out what the essence is of your, your dream, of your, your okay. idea. Tano lays out his sketches on the coffee table before us. There are roughly 10 sheets of papers, and each is filled with geometrical structures, interesting roof lines, and in-ground pools. There are detailed renderings of ornamental concrete blocks and screens and shady breezeways. And all this makes me really happy because this is what I'm after. I love this type of detailing, and it all gives me the feeling that Tano and his team really did take my brief seriously, a floating, minimalist bungalow. And all these sketches, there's lots of glass and lots of overhangs and details designed to work with nature and not against it. Minimalist, not maximalist. Before revealing my yacht, he walks me through the process he took to get there. Just to kind of recap quickly, uh, we kind of narrowed it down a little bit to this kind of this Palm Springs desert modernism inspired by Palm Springs, inspired by the modernist uh, case study homes. Richard Neutra, Frank Lloyd Wright, who, of course, like I said, they were inspired themselves by the efficiency of shipbuilding. So we're kind of, we're at full circle, kind of, that they you were... making a great circle in that, great. indeed. That's yeah. nice, eh? They, they were inspired by shipbuilding, and now we're using yeah, and, and them to There's a little, little John sauce over it. A little bit of John sauce, a little special <laughs> sauce. But, uh, and, and so, I'm looking at all your drawings. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, you know, flat roofs. Lots of glass, indoor, outdoors. Horizontal lines, yeah. which are very important. Yeah, sure. One of the things that, uh, that, that really popped out was if you've got a nice, I call it a villa at the moment here, you see that the pool is really nearby the entrance of the, the house, yeah. which is very nice. So you really walk out of the, uh, the, the, the living room into the, the garden or the, and the pool immediately. So it's very close together. So living close to the water was the essence, I think, on that. Oh, yeah. Another thing that you see is the construction. Uh, the construction is something that really is away from the glass on the side. So you get something that is supporting the roof, but is not on the outer end of the structure. That's interesting. That's something that we can use, and that's, I think that's you can see that. Basically, you have on the. It looks like supporting uh, uh, I guess pillars. I mm -hmm. guess it would be, and then you put the glass on the outside of those. On pillars, the outside, so indeed. Looking in, you don't see the pillars, and that gives a, a, a huge amount of feeling of space. Okay. Which is brilliant, I think. Cool. And what am I, what's up this up here? I'm just looking at this. Kind oh of yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of um, roofs that are 
uh, cantilevered. Absolutely. It's yeah. something that hangs over for, yeah, for, for a few meters you almost can't believe. Yeah. It gives a lot of shading inside. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, well, that's why I was so inspired by these these modernist homes because they're the, the what they're trying to achieve in this desert environment is exactly the same we're trying to achieve on yeah. on the yacht itself. Yeah. It's kind of protection exactly from the sun and yeah. from the elements while yeah. still enjoying them at the same time. I still have a lot of glass. Yeah. So and and what you see in the yachting that the, the AVEX systems the the, the cooling the, the 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 room is taking a lot of energy from the yacht. So if you m make sure that the sun doesn't shine into the uh, area that you're in, that, so it doesn't get that hot, you don't have to cool it that much. So it saves a lot of energy doing that. So large overhangs can be very helpful. So I'm curious. Big plus. So I'm curious if I'm going to have some large overhangs. <laughs> trying to keep my utility <laughs> bills down on this yacht. Done walking me through his sketches, Tano slowly reaches into his portfolio case and pulls out a large A0 size blueprint. I watch and I wait and I think, this is my yacht, my own private floating paradise. Here I've got the, the nice drawings, I think, of your yacht. And um, this is where we are at the moment. First of all, let's, let's stop for a moment and see what's at the corner. John's Fed ship number one. Exactly. So there will be a number two probably. <laughs> oh, oh, I read it differently. I'm like, I kind of left no. the Fed ship out at John's number one. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's start with the layout. Um, wow. A few things that already I think you see happening is one, one of the most exciting things I think is the design studio here, the creativity on the yeah. back. So when you enter the yard from the aft, you just go onto a big platform and then right into the studio. And that's where you invite everybody and just make them feel welcome. Yeah. After that is the guest staterooms. And the guest staterooms here are really connected to the studio. So you can walk in and out. You can imagine that this will be a very nice area yeah. here. Uh, more forward, you've got attendants and toys. And this is the crew area. And in that crew area is the command center that we talked about. So you oh. walk right in, right to the command center and see here where you're going to go and what you're going to do in the command center. This is already my favorite deck. Let's go one deck up. Yeah. There we got the the main deck, so to say. So the, the, the deck with the main lounge, which is something very special because this is pretty high up. It's almost two stories up, one and a half story up. It's hard to understand what Tano means by high up if you're not staring at the blueprint like I am. The high up is the second story of my stateroom. Yes, I get a split level stateroom a second loft-like space nearly three stories above water level. Jealous? I would be. So when, like you, when you enter here on the aft, you immediately see that very beautiful roof coming up with the cladded wood yeah. underneath. And that's something that's very, really impressive. And the high doors on the aft open up, you go right into the main deck lounge. This is very much like the homes, right? This has yes. a very, it's almost like a one-on-one -on -one translation of this kind of... Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. So imagine along with me, floor-to-ceiling windows that open out to my endless swimming pool, like a living room that opens up seamlessly to a garden, except my living room is made of glass and my garden is the ocean. Extending out over it all, almost floating in the air, is a roof that looks like Aero Sarinin's iconic TWA flight center at JFK Airport. 
practical, beautiful, awesome. There are long horizontal lines in the profile, yeah. which make it very nice for me that it's it's in balance. But the cantilever the line goes up, and in the bow area or in the aft area, you see the line going down. While Tano takes me up to the third deck, I struggle to really comprehend the entirety of my yacht. So I'm going to take a deep breath and begin again. Here's my best attempt to walk you through my modernist floating Palm Springs bungalow, deck for beautiful deck. So I'm looking at the back. I'm coming onto my boat. A tender's bringing me to the back. I land on a sort of beach club. But instead of like a club, it's, it's attached to a, a studio. Pretty big studio, light on both sides. So to get into this yacht, you need to go into the studio where you see things going. Then you keep moving along the corridor. You have your guest cabins on the left side, which is cool. Next to that, <laughs> I'm looking at it. You drew me a little submarine. Exactly. It's like a Jacques Cousteau submarine, right? <laughs> yes. It's not like a Beatles yellow, yellow no, this submarine. It's a proper submarine it's for two persons. Yeah, two yeah. people? Two people can go in. The hatch opens up and you just float out. This is in my big tender and toy area. And then you move forward to the crew area, so it's cool. That's the first level. Don't forget your command center. Oh, and my command center, which is the most important thing. So I'm really excited to find out what's in the wheelhouse now, right? So should we walk upstairs? Yeah, we're going to walk upstairs. A nice little pool on the deck, right above the, the studio. Then we go through the main lounge, which is, let's be honest, the hub. That's where everybody's going to hang. And that's where this beautiful roof is. I'm looking at the profiles, upward slanting roof. It's all glass. This is just going to be a Wahala of light. Beautiful. I recognize the homes I gave you, which I'm one-on-one. I love that. And then we have my owner suite, which is where Captain Alex should be hanging out. Yeah, Indra. Yeah, indeed. I, I can invite him up, though, right? I mean, he, Absolutely. he can come He's visit. Most welcome. But right now, instead of the wheelhouse, it's my suite. So I'm looking out. I have the best for you. I'm looking up above it, and it's like a split thing. It's almost like a one-and-a-half suite because you've created an internal stairwell to bring me up to a... So I have two beautiful views. Not only... I didn't just take one great view. I get both of them. Absolutely. Yeah. You're spoiling me, Tano. This is what we do. This is what you do. This is good. So then you move up to the next loop. So what's my the second half of my suite? And then behind there, there's a, it's a sun deck. Is that sun deck, is that part of my suite or is that open to everybody? It can be open to everybody, but it, you can access it from your suite. Okay. I feel, I feel I have enough for me. I feel I should share. So I think it's good that people have access to my sun deck. And then we go all the way downstairs and downstairs is, uh, is going underneath the foredeck. What, would you, what is the first deck? This I is should the lower know deck. this by now. It's just the lower deck. The lower deck. Is there nothing sexier it's than lower not, deck? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the coolest lower deck there is. It's the coolest lower <laughs> deck. What do you think? I'm happy. It looks like the modernist bungalow I was after. A good guy's yard. I'm totally thrilled about my design, but there's one thing I need help tackling. Something I've been thinking about since the start of my journey. I turn to Tano for help. I, I don't have a name, but I created a bit of a short list. Okay, let me, it, it was a long list, but now it's a short list. <laughs> so the first one was, uh, because that kind of inspired the studio and everything, was mm-hmm. the, the Chelsea. All right, yeah. I can ch- tell by the way you're looking at me, Tano, <laughs> that's not going to be it. Uh, the second one was a, a Surfing Life. 
Mm-hmm. My only fear is there's going to come a time, probably by the time I'm able to finance this yacht, that I can't surf anymore very well. <laughs> so it will be, it'll be, <laughs> the people are going to want to go surfing with me and I can't surf anymore. So it's like purgatory. You're watching people surf. One of my favorites is, is Frank was here. I like that one. Yeah. So Frank, because of Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright, right. Frank, because of Frank Sinatra, who right. was part of the Brat Pack in Palm yeah, Springs. Right. Relates to what we've talked about and what, what the essence of the art was. At that, at that time when we talked about it, and it, and it has become, I think. So it, it might be a good idea. Yeah. Most of the time what you see with our clients is that they have something that is very personal. And like the yacht, what we're making is a quite a personal thing. It's, it's the, your character in the yacht. So is there something that you think, well, this might be uh, a personal touch to the yacht that makes it even better than it is already? Yeah, I mean, it's on my list. I didn't know if I want to say because it, it just feels weird to name your yacht after your your mother. Well, I don't. I don't. Sounds I, beautiful. It does. So her her name was Sandy. Wow. So you know, and there is a connection with the ocean and with yeah. the sand, and yeah. uh, you know, you, it's kind of a, a bit of an homage. But it feels again when I was doing, it, I'm like, I don't really dare to say it because I'm like, ah, everybody names after their. No, Mother. I don't think so. But if if it's really something that's close to your heart, I um, think this could be a Sandy. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's Sandy. Let's just call her Sandy. Let's call it Sandy. With the blueprint tucked safely under my arm and a name in my head, we walk back up to the deck where a bottle of champagne is waiting. Tano, we did it. Yes, congratulations, John. Thank you. Well done. So, Arthur. John. I think we're now, we're colleagues Right? Does that make us colleagues? I have a fed ship almost. You have a fed ship. Does it make us colleagues? What does it make us? Crazy? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> We're drinking champagne. Usually we smash a bottle of champagne against the bow of the boat, right? That's like the official kickoff. But yep. what happens now, though? What comes next in the normal process? Then you also probably want to know what the price is approximately going to be. Yeah. I've been dancing around that for a while. You've yeah. seen the design. What do you, what do you think? What's, what's this going to put me back? There's so many little details that will influence your price. Uh, and, and of course, the majority of the influencer will be, uh, are you going to make it a jewelry box on the inside? Or is it going to be raw teak with some fabric paneling? You know, there's a huge difference in square meter price. But at this stage, it's very difficult to, to say how much that's going to be. Yeah. But it's it's not going to be under 100 or so. 100 million, right? Just to uh, make sure. Make yeah. Sure I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Everybody's job depends on somebody else's job, depends on somebody else's job. It's kind of a wonder that these things get made. Everything relies on everybody else. Absolutely. I mean, is this kind of the essence of shipbuilding, this strange, weird sort of algorithm, this magical thing that you don't know what you're building until you're done, if it just works? (laughs) No, I think there's quite some effort put in this whole process to make sure that everybody comes together at the right moment, at the right place, with the right stuff in their hands. And that's also why there's a big prize on it. It's, it's not an easy thing. As Arthur guides the yacht back into the harbor, I think this is the perfect ending to my journey on an immaculate yacht cruising into its own private shed. It's been a wild ride 
And while I still consider myself more of a surfer than a yacht man, I'm walking away from this with an incredible appreciation for the art of custom yacht building. In my lifetime, I've had the privilege to peek behind the scenes of a lot of industries, fashion houses, bike makers, airlines, car factories, bullet trains, luxury hotels, you name it. But without exception, they were always series pieces. That's the business model, to make the same thing over and over and over again. Custom creation is a completely different universe. I am awestruck by the art, the teamwork and ingenuity that goes into designing and building a custom yacht, even the smallest of them. There's one last thing I really want to know. Hey, Mandy, this is John. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. You know why I'm calling, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And how did it go? It went amazing, amazing. We uh, we are now back in the uh, in Delft, and yeah. we are now recovering because we had an intense week uh, in which we became world champions. You became world champions. You won. <laughs> yeah, we won. You beat out, you beat out all the profs, the professionals. We really put our boat to the challenge. We had uh, quite some intense waves, but we uh, made it foiling uh, through the races. And was that was that the big difference? The the flying aspect, fl- the foiling. We really um, got some speed with it. That was really amazing to see. But it was also uh, a big inspiration to all the companies there. Okay. Um, and of course, uh, it made us go very stably, uh, efficiently, and fast. Oh yeah, so. So were they all happy for you that you all won? Or were they like, ah, the future just caught up to us. The the students beat us. They did have some trouble with it. (laughs) 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 But I do think they really saw it as an inspiration. And we talked with a lot of companies and also competitors that were um, amazed by us. And uh, I think we had some very good conversations there as well to also see how, how they see the future. We talked about how next year, how they will uh, try and beat us. <laughs> and of course, the big question being the, the hydrogen aspect of it. I mean, is this one small step for TU Delft and one giant step for John's hydrogen propulsion ambitions at FedShip? Yes, I really do think so. Um, especially during the endurance race, it was one of the aspects of our races. And there you really saw the potential of hydrogen. And we, like within an hour we were so much ahead of everyone they just couldn't compete uh, with their batteries against hydrogen there you really saw the potential of hydrogen we're on to something here yes we are <laughs> congratulate the whole team for me well done and who knows who you. knows you may hear from me soon <laughs> see you soon then. okay take care <laughs> thanks mandy bye-bye bye-bye thank you for listening across these seven episodes and though we've reached the end of this podcast I'm not entirely sure this is the end of the story. I mean, come on. I already have a captain with access to secret surf breaks. I have my own queue and Mark and his team to keep my garage stocked with cool gadgets and innovations. I have Guido and his team pushing biofuels and electricity and, no, I won't give up on this, hydrogen. And I have Cybran and his League of Crafts people in Mockham for boots-on-the-ground advice and artistry. Then there's Pierre and his team ready to keep me safe and my yacht relevant, and Martian Ardian to unlock all the closed doors. And of course, there's Tano, and the entire Fed ship design team on call to finish my yacht, which, 
I'm absolutely convinced can be the coolest, most effortless, and most forward-thinking superyacht on the planet. If, that is, it ever gets built. So if you like the idea of a modernist bungalow and have, I don't know, a few hundred million euros lying around, you know where to find me. I'll be the guy bumping surfboards with the locals on a crowded break. Eyes on the horizon, dreaming of surfing the perfect wave alone. Oh,